0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another Porsche Cooled podcast. Today, we have uh, another episode of the Porsche Cooled Owner Stories. The Porsche Cooled Owner Stories, as you know, is where I uh, am connecting up with other Porsche owners, uh, not necessarily uh, 911s, if you own any type of Porsche. So, we catch up here on the podcast. This one's published every Tuesday, and we talk about um, your Porsche journey, uh, how you got into a Porsche, where it all started. Um, what you're driving now, what you want to drive, uh, you know, what research you did, just to help other people who listen to the podcast and hear other people's journey into the Porsche world. Um, it doesn't matter if this is your first 911 or first Porsche. doesn't matter if this is your 10th Porsche. Um, we like to talk to um, a, lot, a, a variety of people. I think it's great. I think the listeners really enjoy it. I've had lots of um, positive comments, wow, in the last week even after... Um, after the last couple of podcasts, uh, the last couple of stories earlier back with Justin and Ajmal. Um, so they've been really well received. So thank you for all the comp- uh, all the comments and all the DMs that people have been sending me. Uh, much appreciated. It's really good to get the feedback. Um, we don't get a lot of feedback on the podcast. Podcasts are a bit of a strange thing. They're not like YouTube um, where you get, you know, people can leave comments. So it's a bit harder, um, which is why I say if, if you like the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts. Uh, it seems to be the metric in the industry. Go to Apple Podcast. Um, you can just click a star rating, so you give us a star rating from one to five. If you have the time, a quick review always helps, and that helps us get seen by Apple, by other podcasts that Apple uh, Apple send. Actually, Apple don't send the podcast out; it's sent out by Podbean, who I'm actually on. But Apple basically is is the industry standard. And it's still the number one place where people listen to podcasts. It's basically Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, so any rating or review really helps us there But I do really like the personal, um, the personal uh, messages that I've been getting from you guys From all around the world uh, From Sweden, from Australia, from the US um, Everywhere, everywhere So it's, it's fantastic From Poland um, So that's, that's really um, encouraging and it, and it helps us keep this podcast going um, as you know, we also have a Patreon page, uh, which is Porsche Cooled, uh, you just search Porsche Cooled at Patreon, and you can become a Porsche Cooled member, it just helps support the podcast, uh, it helps us, it's going to help us to get new equipment, there's quite a long list of equipment that I have uh, already on a wish list, and um, I want to get some of that new equipment, maybe get Steve a microphone for Sydney, uh, get some new recording device, a new Zoom recording device, Zoom, the, the Japanese company, not the um, video chat that we use. Um, so this, this podcast today, like I said, is Porsche Cool Donor Stories. We're going to be talking to Craig. Uh, Craig is uh, from Sydney, Australia, another Australian. Um, Craig has bought his, I believe it's his first 911. Um, I'm going to let Craig explain that and, and tell everyone what he's bought. Um, so Craig should be almost ready waiting on Zoom. So I'm going to connect Zoom now. I'm going to connect up with Craig in Sydney, Australia. It's, f- it's Friday morning here in uh, Bahrain. Uh, and it's Friday night in Australia. So we'll get Craig uh, live and we'll start the Porsche Cooled Owner Stories uh, with Craig from Sydney, Australia. Okay, welcome back everyone. Uh, welcome back to Porsche Cooled uh, Porsche Cooled Owner Stories. Today we have another very passionate Porsche owner. Uh, we have Craig coming all the way from Sydney, Australia. Uh, Craig has actually just purchased his first 911. Uh, I won't say too much about it now, so we'll let um, Craig tell us all about it. Hi Craig, how are you? Good, Michael. Thanks for having me on your program. No, thanks Thanks for coming on. I, I, I know you've been wanting to come on it and I, I, I have a few yeah, people definitely. that I'm sort of putting on hold and, and I know people probably think I'm forgetting about them but I, I did remember that you did want to be on it. So um, I'm glad you could do it on a... It's a yeah. Friday night there in Sydney, right? So it's... Uh, That's right, yeah. It's your relaxed time. It's
1: just after 7 o'clock. It is, yeah. This is relaxing for me, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so I think, you know... Most of the listeners really like to hear about how, you know, and we'll say this is your first 9-11, which I think we already said. It is. Yeah, but most, most people, most of the listeners like to know about, you know, your first memories of Porsche, basically. Like uh, if yeah. you just, has, has Porsche always been something that you've been aspiring to or is it just something you sort of noticed, you know, a few years ago?
1: No, it's definitely definitely something I've been aspiring to for a long time. Uh, probably the plant the the seed was planted probably back when I was a kid actually because I always remember my my older sister um, talking about these these Porsche turbos and um, uh, and I never really I, I think I vaguely recall actually her show I think she was showing me some pictures um, of one I think it was around the time if you remember um, like John Laws and John Singleton apparently used to drive them and that's kind of yes my sort of first memory of it, but um as a kid, I, I I kind of after that I remember the first sort of around the same time actually, I, I always remember uh, I, my we were away on holidays up, up at up at Foster Way and it was pouring rain and my 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 parents sort of, you know, were looking for we're at the shops and we're we're looking for something to keep us occupied while, you know, while we're in the caravan or whatever. And I always remember my parents sort of bought me a, a model and I got to choose what it was and it was a Porsche
0: 911. Oh, okay. Um, not, not that I did a really great
1: job of it from memory. I was only about seven years old.
0: Do you remember which model it was, Craig?
1: I think it would have been an early. Uh, it would have been an early, probably one of the '60s ones from memory.
0: Okay. I just remember
1: it was like it was. It was kind of. Um, it was orange plastic. As back, you know, when I was a kid and I was on holidays, they didn't have any paint or anything. I just remember it was a 911, and it was a very early model 911.
0: Oh, right. It right. wasn't a
1: three, five. I don't think it was a 3.5.6, but it was just something. A little it
0: bit, might have been a 9.12.
1: It could have been a 9.12, <laughs> Michael, absolutely. Um, but it was, yeah, it was definitely either a 9.12 or a 9.11, that shape. But it was, I remember it had the older shape, and I think, from memory, it kind of had the old, the original type of wheels, that the steely wheels that.
0: Oh but, right, yeah. So it's an yeah, early one. It's it a had, sixty. It's a sixty-four, sixty-four to sixty-nine type of um, probably an early, early nine eleven. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, well, it would have been because I mean that around that year would have been. I was about it probably would have been um, around mid seventies. So around seventy-six, seventy-seven, probably that at that time.
0: Right. So you got that model. Yeah. Um, yep. it's interesting what you just said then about John Laws and John Singleton actually because I'll just throw this in as a little bit of uh, yep. back a bit of information about me. Uh, John yep. Laws to people who don't who are not listeners from Australia is a radio personality, very famous radio personality and John Singleton is a like a pub baron now yep. I guess in Australia. Both very wealthy men. Sure. John John Laws used to have a farm outside of Wyong and I went to high school in Wyong from when I was 10 to 17 wow, okay. in Wyong. John Laws used to own a farm outside of Wyong. And when I was a kid, I used to yep. ride my bike. And on Sundays and Saturdays, you used to see his cars because he used to come up it for the weekend. And cars I've never seen before, Craig, you know, like Rolls Royce, mm. Bentley. Yeah. You know, yep. I don't remember him driving any Porsches, yep. but I remember they were always the cars. You have you know, you might have seen them in a magazine or never seen yep. them before and you'd see these cars. So it was always quite mm-hmm. – there's something special about that when you're a kid, when you, when you see these cars for the first time yes. and you just don't know what they are.
1: For sure. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I um, probably from that point, you know, I was, you know, growing up, um, I didn't get to see a lot of those type of cars. Right. Um, but, um, you know, particularly where I lived, you know, I, I lived sort of out in the burbs of Sydney and um, in the hills area. And, and sort of back in those days, um, it, it kind of wasn't until I was, is, I was in my sort of later teens that the sort of the bug really, really hit me later on. Because I, I remember I was, at, I was going to TAFE for the trade I was doing and 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 um, and this is more of my first sort of i guess where i got the bug for really you know supercars as as a, as a as a genre i suppose yeah and um it, i remember this guy was talking about this lambo lamborghini contach and i'd never seen one yeah and um and then one day i was shopping at the local sort of um shopping center and saw these posters and i saw i saw the poster of you know a lamborghini Kutash and it was that classic sort of 80s mid 80s with the, mm, mm. with um, it, it was the one that had the board that the spoiler kit on it, and I just thought, oh my god, that's just the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And um, and so then I sort of, uh, I think, uh, you know, from that point, that's where I started getting in more interested and in taking more notice of those kind of cars. Not that it was very rare to see one on the road, and I think the only time I probably ever saw one is going to the international motor show at, at one point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so,
1: but and that's where,
0: yeah. So you made the model as a kid, or you tried yeah. to make the model as a kid. And then, did you your car journey after that? Did you buy any sports cars of any type, or did you just have normal cars like me? Because I pretty I just, much had pretty normal cars—just
1: normal cars, Michael. That's right. What I could afford, you know. I was, a, I was an I was an apprentice, um, apprentice sheet metal worker actually, and and uh, with the government. But you know, um, I always you know got my peas and. A typical guy that age, real first thing you want to do was get a car, yeah. And um, so I never really had nothing, nothing really um, sporty though. They, they were Toyotas. My my father was, um, he he always owned Toyotas um, in his later life, and always swore them by swore by them, and he still does now. Yeah. Um, and um, and I sort of so I followed like that sort of Toyota thing, and and probably the first step into owning a sports car it was several years back. I had to buy a second car, and um, we already had a. a a Toyota, uh, like it was a Camry or something, it was a family car because of you know, I've, I've got you know, kids now, three children, and yeah, and uh, they're a bit more grown up now. But um, we um, I bought a Toyota Celica, a 98 Celica. Oh, yeah, because I were a loved very good that car, round. yeah, they were beautiful. And I um, it was it was a, a, a SX SXR, yeah, those if you recall though, and oh, I just did. loved it, I just thought that shape in that it was the best. Solika shape. The, the final shape that came out after that was I, did, I didn't like as much. It was a bit more squarish.
0: Yeah, um, and I think you have to yeah. put it into perspective too. We have to put it into perspective for the listeners overseas who might not know what a Salika is. But this is the sort of car yeah. that, that if you lived in certain, you know, country areas like I lived in and, and during the, you know, if it's in the sort of 70s or 80s, 70s I guess, late 70s, it was the car to aspire to. It was one of those cars that kids used to look at and go, I really want that Celica. It's a very, yeah. very cool car. It was a two-door, you know, sports, sort of sports coupe Toyota. Um, I don't know what if they were called Celicas elsewhere in the world. I know in Asia they were. I'm not sure if they were in America or if they even made it to America. Yeah. But
1: I believe so. Yeah, I think they were uh, were in America, but they were a different model. I, th- I do recall when I was in America actually seeing, pretty sure I saw one over there, one or two over there, but I, I do not think they were a Celica.
0: So that's the leaker kind of got, got you into that sports car kind of mode, right? Because it, it was, it, you know, we have to call it a sports car. It kind of is a sports car. It, it is. So yeah. then, yeah, well, true. So then, when did you start? And let's jump forward a few years, I'm guessing. Um, like yeah. with my story, where I didn't buy one, you know, I bought one like four yeah. years ago. Um, and that's yeah. my first 911, as you know as well. So yeah. when did you start thinking about, okay, I'm seriously going to start yeah. looking and buying a Porsche? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so so for sure. So just um, just quickly stepping stepping back uh, around around my twenty first birthday, and I was that's by that time I was, was hung up on Porsches. So you know, once I sort of started seeing Lamborghinis and Ferraris, got into that, I, I really got into the Porsche side of it. I was around twenty one, but um, and I got to have my first ride in oh, a okay. you know, Porsche around nineteen ninety. It was actually New Year's Eve on nineteen eighty nine, I think. It was. Okay. and uh, a friend of a friend uh, was visiting, and he had a nine two eight. And um, and this friend, he, he called us and said, hey, come around and have a look. And, um, and so I uh, went around in a flash, and he took me for a ride in it, and it was just amazing, you know. It was a beautiful 928. It was probably one of the earlier model ones, but this was – I remember at the time him saying he paid, like like, about 80000 for it. I
0: was going to – yeah, I was going to say, in 89, even if he yeah. had an early one, it's probably – it's not even – it's 10 years old at the most. I think 78 was yeah. when they were first available in Australia. Um, yeah. So it's it's literally pretty much a new car. It's not that old at all.
1: No, I know he bought it. He, he did buy it second hand, but he said, um, but yeah, so it must have been very near new. It had the checkered cloth seats. Oh, really? It was a manual, which was pretty, yeah. Yeah, pretty And it was rare. pretty, which is pretty rare. And um, I just remember him taking off up the street. And I think he like, he hit something like 140 out of second gear or something. It just threw me back on the seat. And, and from that day, I was just gonna say I um from that day I, it was like I I have got to own one of these. And um I sort of set a goal for myself. I said, all right, because uh, I I was just I was only sort of 21-ish and I said, all right, by the time I'm 30, I'm gonna own one. Um well it didn't quite work out over nine years because with you know wife coming along and, and and children, um it actually only took it took 30 years yeah. <laughs> before I actually got one. Yeah but um but what really kicked it in sort of through that time, um it kind of i'd always been interested in them and, and it it sort of went the whole car supercar exotic car thing you know actually wanting one sort of went a little bit dormant for a while and um it was funny i was actually it was only about a year or so ago and um and i had um and i started um i was actually started watching that comedians in cars and coffee
0: oh okay Yes, Sonopel, yes. yeah good show
1: and um and i started watching that and i just got hooked again and it just sort of reignited something in me yeah and my wife and I, and I had already always discussed, like when we were getting married. Actually, when we first started going out together, the first um, we I think we started going out in sort of the October, and that first Christmas, um, the first gift she ever bought me was a beautiful Porsche um, cap, oh, okay, and a, um, and a and a and another a, a Porsche called a Dream Cars Porsche, and and that that was just the start of my Porsche book collection um do you still have but, the cap uh, I don't unfortunately it, I don't know it got
0: because it, that that it would have been a great me. story Craig that would have been a great story oh, you I still know. have the cap and you're in the car with the cap your wife gave oh, you all those years ago that's that's a story that should be in a book somewhere
1: <laughs> I know I actually think I would left it in a friend's combi van one day when we went surfing or something and, right um yeah, it, it disappeared, and I was really disappointed because it was this beautiful corduroy sort of material. It was really well made. Yeah. But um I've I later bought another. You know, bought another one. But um, but we we'd sort of you know she already said when we got married, you know, if, when the time's right, you know, she'd be okay for me to buy one when we can sort of afford it. and Yeah.
0: So when you started looking after being in that nine two eight back in eighty nine, were you tempted yeah. to get? A transaxle? were you tempted to get a 928 or a 944 uh, because the prices are slightly uh, lower in Australia? So was that a tempting thing were. to do?
1: Uh, actually, that's interesting you say that because I was, um, at one stage I was looking at, um, and this is probably 20-odd years ago, I was looking at 924s. Nine, nine yes. Um, I remember I used to work because um, I worked at sort of Rose Hill, you know, where that area is in, in sort of um,
0: yep.
1: in, in, in the in the burbs. And um I used to walk to Granville TAFE. And um, at one point uh, well, I had to walk cause my I had, I had an accident in my car and it was getting repaired. So I had to walk to TAFE and I'd walk past these car yards. And I remember one of the, in this one car yard, there was like two 924s. Uh, and I'm pretty sure one of them was like a GT, the GT version. And I didn't really know at that point what I was looking at. I just knew that I loved the look of that nine four four, And I I think what, sorry, the 924 and, and what had attracted me was those, um, the the telephone dialer wheels I had
0: on it yeah they're great I really
1: love I really love yeah. really those telephone dialer wheels and and it was around the price around that was around fourteen 000 or fifteen thousand yeah which is... and, and the GT one would have been a little bit more expensive because I remember it had that it yeah, had that that the, in the front in the bonnet had the turbo um, yeah sort of the inlet the sorry the um the air inlet
0: yeah nice car they're going quite for a lot more money today that's for sure
1: I bet they are yeah I bet they are see so that that was that, but I didn't get. You know, I, I never got to see a lot of 911s, except for when I'd cruise along with a friend mate. And I used to go cruising along Parramatta Road, and, and um, we used to see some of the car yards along there. And I think you mentioned it earlier in one of your chats with Steve. I think you, you know we talking about some of the old car, the car yards that used to be on Parramatta Road, and they'd have a lot of Porsche, you know, Porsches and things like that in it. So yeah,
0: Parramatta Road, and uh, Steve got his. He bought his 964 on the one in um, going to Drummond. That road. So yep. just after, yep. you know, those car dealers that were on the left and right there. I know the um, one.
1: Yeah. And
0: he actually, that's Mind where Park he.
1: Road or something.
0: Yeah. So that, something I, can't about, know yeah. What, I can't remember the name of the road. Yeah. Um, so that, I think that's where he bought his first 964 from one of those dealers. And I remember going out to one of those dealers years ago and looking at something. I don't, I don't think it was a Porsche. It was something two door. I can't even remember what it was. They're always a little bit shady, <laughs> those dealers. I, I never really thought they were, I know. they were. You know, you never really know what you were getting.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I remember the, uh, that was probably the first opportunity I ever had to actually sit in a you nine know, eleven because I remember sitting in one. and chatting Well,
0: to the guy that's and the turning guy. point, isn't it? That really it is when yeah. you sit in one. And I have to, th- uh, you know, thinking back, I think actually the first nine eleven I sat in, I sat in Boxsters. I sat in a Boxster before, so that was only ninety eight or something. Um, but the first nine eleven I sat in was actually Steve's uh, nine six four that he had nine six four. That was nice. Carrera that, four, the white. I like the
1: nine six four.
0: Yeah, and that was, um, yeah. and even the first drive in it, I remember it. I remember how much it pulled. I remember the sound of it. I remember the you know the typical air cooled thing when you're in an air cooled. If you haven't been in one before, that that smell of the leather, that smell of the fuel, oh, uh, which you don't get in a nine nine seven, do you? You don't get that. You don't get that no. same impact.
1: No, you don't. But interestingly, I mean, the the one that I I end up buying, um, it, it has it it has a smell about it, but it's not a fuel smell. But it's I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because because it does have a full the full leather kit. Yep. Um, so let's get let's get yeah, onto that actually. Yeah. Let's yeah. get onto that
0: because we're, yeah. we're we're jumping forward into the details, which I want to want to cover all that with you. So let's. Mm. So how many how many years ago you said okay you you started looking for your I think you bought your yep. your Porsche 911 this year was it this year you bought it or did, last year
1: I did I did I did and it was this year and it was only um and, and the decision to buy it um to, to start actually seriously looking was only really around last year and um and I'd started saying to my you know what, my wife I'd like to start thinking about it and what happened was um, earlier this year we decided because we we bought a um. We had a family car, it was a BMW X3 with yep. a 2011 model. We've still got an absolutely beautiful car and we started looking at, well, we need to maybe think about updating it, but the, the price to update to another X3, you were looking at spending about, you know, another 60-odd grand and I thought, well, we went and looked at one and went to the went to the dealership and, of course, like, you know, sales guys were quite um, keen to start, you know, as yeah, they always are. Of course. And, um <laughs> Yeah, but you know we're looking for a changeover for a new a new one or a good second hand one. You're still looking sixty seventy thousand at least, and so we we decided you know we, we wouldn't um we'd sort of hold off. And on the way home, my wife had said to me, she said, "Well, you could always think about we just get something cheaper, and that way you can get your Porsche a bit sooner." Yeah, and I thought, oh, that's that's not a bad proposition. So um, we chatted about it a bit more, and and to be honest, I, I couldn't see any reason why we should we needed really to to trade up. You know because yes, a lot of these days, a lot of you know, car manufacturers and you know, all the ads and that you kind of feel like, oh, I should be trading up to get all the latest and greatest. And but this one's a you know, it's a, it was diesel, the X-ray is a diesel, it drives absolutely beautifully. It's only got 125,000 kilometers on it, which is nothing for a diesel, yeah. And it doesn't cost us that much, and there's nothing wrong with it. So we decided to keep it, and um, I started looking more seriously at. At, at the 9-11s. And that's when I sort of really jumped on to, I started jumping onto YouTube. Um, and that's, I think, that's where I really came across yourself with, um, right. you were doing all the YouTube videos before you yep. started doing the podcast. And, uh, I was listening to yours and, and James at Auto Amateur. I was, I started watching his videos. and.
0: So did you have something, did you know what you were looking for then? Did you, were you just, I, so you're I, watching YouTube, you're looking at forums, maybe, um, mm. you're watching, you know, James yeah. and me and other people. And did you think, okay, I want a 996, I want to I want an air cooled. Did you have an idea of what you wanted?
1: Yeah. For me, I think it was more I I, I knew probably an air cooled. It wasn't was probably going to be out of the question you know, price wise, because they were starting to to creep up. So I was looking at the 996 uh initially, and I was trying to get my head around the, you know, the the old the fried egg thing, and um yeah. which and I it, it did start to grow on me, and I and I was looking at this one and um, that was on car sales for, for quite a while, and it was, it was a really nice sort of probably similar blue colour to the one I have now, but it, um, you know, it had the nice uh, Porsche um, stripes on the side like like you have on yours. Yes. And I kept looking at that. Thought, I'd love to buy them. I think at the time I think he wanted about 42000 for it. But I, I knew it probably wasn't, the timing pro- wasn't quite right. And as I looked at more and more and uh, probably by the time um, Sort of this year came around, and and sort of uh, early March, I I happened to be looking through, looking again on because I started looking at car sales every day virtually.
0: Yeah, which you do. And the one I bought,
1: you do you do? It just you just start to become hooked, and I'm starting yeah. to read a lot more about them. And I was reading about the, these infamous issues with the two, but the one thing that did stand out, I remember seeing looking at the nine I think. Oh, and they were a little bit cheaper at the, uh, sorry, dear at the time than the nine nine six, yeah. and I. And I'm thinking, oh, I really would love to get, you know, because it's got the more round, back to the normal, um, the traditional yep, round the front headlights. headlights. Right. Yeah, yeah, and the new body styling. I, I love the, the fact that they they've made had the, you know, the, the newer, slightly new body, body styling, and and yeah. So
0: so, so what did you buy? Tell, let's tell, we've held it out for long enough, yeah, and we haven't really told people what you buy. So what did you buy? and a, What color? And and, uh, and let's just go through the 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 specs of your car and what you bought. So then we'll, we'll grow on for, we'll talk yeah, about so that.
1: Yeah, so I, I ended up, up buying a, um, a 997 uh, Series 1 um, Carrera 4. Um, it's not the S model. Uh, it's it's midnight blue and it has the sand beige interior, which which were two colours that I really always kind of, colour combination I really liked. Yeah, so, and that's one of the reasons why I kind of jumped at it.
0: How many... Um... I didn't realize it was midnight blue, you know. I thought from your Instagram, and I'm just looking at it now, I thought it was a brighter blue. It's so weird, but I can see now it is actually midnight it, blue. It's one of my, it, I have to is. say, Craig, it's one of my favorite 9 11 colors, the midnight blue. I think it's a great color. I really do think yeah, it's a yeah. great color. And I see a few of them Thanks. here in Bahrain, and I do, only they've got red interior. As I always say, it's blue with red. <laughs> Um, but I think the tan... I don't mind the red interior. Yeah, I think no. I like the half and half interior when the dash is like on the yep. 993s where it's black and then it's tan. Yeah, you know, that's it's a nice. Half and like half, that. yeah, which is what they're doing in yep. 991s have it as well here. Um, yep. But I think I think you're right. I think, you know, tan is not always a color that, and and I'm talking about uh, locality here with Australia. It's not a color a, a colored interior that a lot of Australians go for. Um, and, yeah, I noticed but, a lot and, of black. Yeah, and this cool. is the thing that yeah. listeners have to realise, and I, I this is probably the same in other countries, that most people buy black on black. So, yeah. you know, if you find a car that's midnight blue with tan or midnight blue with red or some other colour, it usually sits there for a bit longer and, and usually, you know, you might have a bit more bargaining yeah. power, possibly, right? Um, yeah. So what options did your – so yours is a Carrera 4. Carrera 4, I'm not – how many years was that this, available for, the Carrera 4, do you know?
1: I think – I'm not sure. I, I, I think um, I'm not sure how many users. So I should look. I've, I've actually got that Essential it, 997 book, it would tell me, but I'm not. I, I think it might once, because I think the S model started to come in maybe well, later. That, mine's, mine's a 2005 model or MY, it's a manufacturer year 2006.
0: I think that's. Um, I think the Carrera 4 and 4S, were they launched at the same time in the 997? I know with the 996 it's a little bit different because they had the Carrera 4, they discontinued it, and then they brought out the yeah. Carrera 4S. But I think with the 997 yeah. they ran together, right? There was Carrera 4 and Carrera 4S, or they.
1: I think you're right, but I'd, I'd need to check because I remember. Um, yeah. Uh, it's one I didn't, you don't see many. There's there's not a lot. No. They're either an S or a, or a Carrera. Or a career yes so yours is a career yeah um and um yeah so i have the career 4. i mean the, the beauty of the career 4 is that it it has the wider it has that the wider body yeah um which is really appealing and i just i always just like that sort of that 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 combination you know with, with, with no the there model. is i actually get a lot of i get a lot is, of comments yeah sorry people about it
0: Yeah, no, there is something really appealing about that. I'm looking at your pictures now, but there's something really appealing about the rear. And when I met up with um, Nick, who was in the first owner stories in the UK, he had the 4S. And, you know, as I said in that podcast, when you're sitting there compared to mine, and you know it's wider and you see it when it's parked, but it wasn't until I was in the passenger seat and I looked out that side, the rear mirror, the Mm -hmm. side mirror. And then you see the flank and it just looks, yeah. it looks so much bigger, Craig. Like it's quite, it does. for me, you know, driving my car and not having dreams, the first thing I noticed was like, wow, that is that is very cool how wide it is.
1: I think it's only something like 42 millimetres wider.
0: Is it? It looks which, a lot which, more, yeah, doesn't it?
1: Which doesn't seem, that's right. It just, it's amazing how much that 40 or so millimetres makes, Yeah, I'm correct. Um correct. Because I remember looking it up, what is the difference between the two?
0: Now, Craig's Instagram, for everyone that wants to know if they want to look at this while I'm talking about it, uh, is P... It's actually very similar to my one of my Instagrams, actually. That's <laughs> where it? I get confused. It's p one spelled O-N-E. So That's right. have yeah. a look at Craig's Instagram because he's got lots of pictures of his car on there and you can sort of look at it if you're listening to the podcast now. But what other options did it have, Craig? Did it have a sports exhaust or anything or is it pretty standard like mine?
1: It was pretty standard. Um... Uh, like yours, Michael. Uh, no sports exhaust, but it, it did come with um, it came with the pASM. I think that was an option
0: at oh, the time. Oh yeah, that was expensive option. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And um, and it and the full leather. It had the full leather,
0: which interior. is really nice. Which is a um, really good option. It is.
1: It is. And uh, I think uh, they put an aftermarket Bluetooth uh, kit in it. Oh okay. I still don't know exactly what um what brand it is, but I th- I think it's under the seat part of it.
0: Oh, it doesn't come up yeah. in the screen. So it's not Mobridge. It's not the one that most people use. No. no, no, it's
1: nothing like that. I think it's quite old. I can I can stream just my um, you know music from my my Apple device um, to it, but it won't play Spotify or anything like that.
0: But can you take um, calls so I've still got on the old it? PC. Can you take phone yes, calls? Yes, I can. Okay, so yeah. at least you've got Which some really some functionality Yeah. Mine, as you probably remember listening to, has the full the extended telephone kit. I don't even know what that involved, Um, but it has the SIM slot. Does yours have the SIM slot? Which I did say. Yes, I think it does. Which I was using. Is
1: that in the PCM? Yeah,
0: it has the little SIM slot in the PCM. And I tell you yep. what, Craig, when I first bought the car, yep. I got that SIM from Optus, I put it in there, and it worked flawlessly. It was perfect. Oh, brilliant. Until that one day when I, I came know. back from overseas and Optus and Australia had, ter- had turned off 2G, so now it doesn't work anymore because it was actually a 2G chip, which was really yeah, annoying. Yeah, I remember
1: talking about it. Yeah, but I did find
0: But I did find something online. There is a company, and I, I'm trying to look for it now, and I can't find it, of course. There is a company that you can somehow you can they'll send you a sim and it's in the UK and it'll make it'll work and i don't know what they do but yeah. it somehow makes the 2g still functional Oh,
1: right. but i don't know in whether the... it's
0: out yeah i don't know whether it works in australia or they say it's worldwide but i'm i'm not sure and i i can't find the link for it now of course so i'll might put it in the description of this podcast but i can't actually yeah, find that's, it yeah that's
1: that's interesting cuz i you know i often i'm you know i was look looking at this or uh, that the old conundrum with um with the PCM unit, you know, do you do you swap it out for a, a different head unit, um, you know, an aftermarket? Yeah, I, I see you shaking your head there, Michael. I I kind of agree with you. I think I like to keep it authentic, and I think there's so much talk about it and people with different opinions, and yeah. you just don't know what what's the right answer. But I'm happy with the sound of it. You know, it's got the bows, you know, the the it's got the full bows.
0: Okay, so you're. It. Your car has a few options then, so it has Bose, it has yeah. PASM, it has full leather. It has
1: PASM.
0: Um, does yours is a Tiptronic, sunroof. right? And you have sunroof. Yes, yeah. Yours is a Tiptronic, is which a tip-tronic. we'll talk about in a second. Sure. Um, so it is pretty highly optioned. Doesn't have Porsches. That the Porsche sports exhaust. No.
1: No. No. No um, Porsche sports
0: exhaust. What other options? Is there anything else? Have you got xenon headlights?
1: Yes, I do. It's got the xenon headlights. Okay. Um, it's got. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else that's kind of the, the, it has the sunroof, which I like. Yeah. I don't use it that often, but it works nicely. There's no I don't have any issues with it. I know. Yeah. I think some people prefer not to have sunroofs.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a purist thing. You know, it's like manual. It is, yeah. It's like Carrera Four. It's like Cabriolet. I mean, it's this this silliness yeah. that people are, think that it's not. You know, I mean, that's right. I I you know I mine has a sunroof. Um, I probably would have preferred a non-sunroof, but that's because I just worry that yep. it's going to break down because the one in my Audi that I yep. had actually broke down, you know what I mean, and right. they're expensive to yep. fix or it just pl- it just used to open on the freeway. Um, yep. So I kind of yep. worry about those things more than the purest yep. side of it. Yeah. I actually that's- never open my sunroof though, and I, I think I have to because, I mean, my car's you know, sitting for a long time now, but when I was driving a lot, I never opened yeah, no. it. And I think the thing is you do have to open it because they do actually get a little bit um, stuck after a while.
1: So Steve hasn't gone down to sort of look at it for you or can he,
0: he uh, doesn't have a
1: spare key or something?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's going to, he's going to. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, because of COVID happening so quickly yeah. and unexpectedly, I didn't actually, I was oh. actually supposed to come back to Sydney in, in March for Easter, pre-Easter yeah. we were coming back. We had a ticket and everything and we, we just couldn't do it obviously oh, because we were stuck so here. so frustrating. Well, yeah. I bought
1: mine, like I bought the, I actually bought the nine, the the nine nine seven just before just as COVID was kicking in and it was I bought it from a guy in Melbourne and I'd flown down just when things were starting to tighten up I remember going going to Melbourne hadn't gone into full lockdown but I think it was only a week later that they right. they closed the borders so I flew down for the day to look at it and um, and even then you could see it was a lot quieter around Melbourne I had a friend pick me up who lived in um, he lives over in Warrnambool. And um, he came and picked me up from Tullamarine, and and it was so much quieter around Melbourne.
0: Did you get a Did you get an inspection done in Melbourne, or do you just trusted your I eyes did. and trust? You did get a PPI.
1: No, I went for a PPI, and I, I think I recall Michael. I think I probably learnt that from yourself.
0: Yeah, um, I'm a fan of PPIs.
1: <laughs> uh, look, I think it, it was a great thing to do. It, it's definitely worth doing. Um, fortunately, the, the the owner had sort of he went in me with it. Actually, he was really good. Oh, that's good. nice. He, um, it is. He sort of said in the ad, it comes with like a Vic Road certificate, but because I was bringing it to New South Wales, um, he said, well, I'll go hards with you for that then. Yeah. So I think that the PPI was around 550.
0: Yeah, um, so that's, that's pretty good. Half of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was, that was done by um, um, a, a mob in, um, in Melbourne um, called Nine Auto.
0: Okay. Yeah. I've heard of those. Um, yeah.
1: Porsche, Porsche yeah, Porsche uh, specialist. They were, they were, really good because he, the owner, was actually taking it there for um, servicing, etc. And um, so they'd been, I think they'd been servicing it for probably three or so years.
0: Okay. Um, so when you get a and, PPI, yeah, PPI is a weird thing yeah. because you know I know I know some people I've spoken to in the past episodes haven't got a PPI. Like uh, Justin didn't yeah. get one for his. Yeah. Ajmal in the UK didn't get one for his Yeah, I, I um, noticed Justin yeah, said he didn't. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Justin didn't, but he had, I guess, you know, the person had done a service just, after, just recently and the service had yeah. things that had to be done on the car or yeah. had been done to the car. So that, I guess, yeah. if you don't want to spend the money to PPI, if it's had a major service before that and the deal has been very comprehensive and listed things that have to be done... I guess that yeah. kind of covers you a little bit. But the PPI, um, you have to ignore some things and you have to realise that some things aren't that important, which is hard do. when you're buying. So did yours show up anything major?
1: Yeah. Um, nothing major because one of the things that, um, well, firstly, they part of the ad, when they were selling the card, they'd already spent about $7,000 on a prior putting new um, front shocks, PASM shocks. Oh, okay. Um, they changed out the control arms on the front wow. um they'd also done a, it had a new alternator put in it because the 997s those earlier ones were synonymous for for having issues with the alternator they, they pull a lot of current on start and there was a problem with the wiring loom which um which needed to be fattened up there was a bit of an aftermarket fix for that which oh, really? was done as well i haven't yeah, heard about so, that
0: because my my car is the same year yeah. as yours i think mine's an 06 yours is an 06 right yep yeah. So we yeah, got it's the a, same.
1: It's myo manufacturer year '06. It was classed as a 2005 model. Oh,
0: yours yeah. yeah, 2005. See, mine's a 06, 06 model. So mine's end of 06, oh, okay. I think, towards the end of uh, 06. so
1: mine's an o- o- 05, 506 o- like 05my06. O- 5,
0: o- so intermediate sharp, so your intermediate shaft, your IMS bearing in your car, yeah. is that the change one which mine? See, mine in... when they check the engine number is the the you know the newer one which can't be replaced. Yes, me too. I was
1: the same and he called that out in the ad because you know that was one thing I noticed a lot of especially 996 ads um, you know IMS bearing not an you know fixed or whatever and, and he'd specified the IMS bearing is not an issue he'd, he'd given the engine number so I, I ran that and also cross-referenced that I'd seen some other articles online and yeah sure enough um the engine number came it was outside of the the, the problematic one so it does have the bigger bearing in it so that that was really good to know and the other one the other thing of course was um the bore scoring yes. um, which i have done a lot of research into and it's it's unfortunately it's it's a very overstated problem depending on where you are yeah um, i think there's a lot there's been a lot of damage done by you know some of these places I, like i remember reading stuff seeing all the videos from um the the mob in uh, north america um you know flat six innovations i think yes. they are And, you know, look, I did notice that a lot of the, a lot of their clientele comes in North America and, you know, bore scoring is kind of a natural thing that happens in most engines anyway. I I sort of confirmed this with a friend of mine. And obviously the the 997, because of the design, obviously is a bit more prominent. Yeah. Um, But I think a lot of these horror stories you see is where the car's been probably tracked, um, really been, um, you know, maybe, you know, driven hard when it's not warmed up properly and things like that. And that's all going to, cause issues i mean i'm not an expert in it but I, I had a lot of opinions about it mine um mine did come back i, I got a bore scope done by one or not as well and it had some mild scoring um okay. and that the comments were it was consistent with um just the the amount of kilometers on the car so it was a high kilometer car 170, so ha- 000. 170 000 kilometers yeah
0: but yep. well and it uh, goes beautifully but, but a good maintenance his- history yeah, well, had a really good
1: maintenance history all the way from the, the beginning, uh, well-maintained. Um, so he'd sent me all the service history. Um, but I still proceeded with the, the PPI anyway because I felt, you know what, you know, it's it's money well spent. Yep. Uh, and back to your original question, it, it, there was no major issues called out. But Jews, they they're very um, – there's so much detail that they go through. They, they're yeah. very, very picky. And I remember I got the results from the PPI the day before I flew down to actually – Drive it and look okay. at it properly. Yes, and I went, oh my god, this this car's like it's the because the, there was a few things I talked about on in the interior, and I thought, wow, this is for you know a fifteen year old car. This is great. The interior was very surprising. Yeah, there's a few little tiny nicks here and there, which you would expect for, and you could see some areas that had been touched up in the interior. But overall, you, you've got to be realistic. It's a fifteen year old car. It's been through through a few owners.
0: Yeah, true. Um, how many owners had that. How many owners create? I think there's
1: about I think there was three, maybe four.
0: Okay. That's not bad. I
1: tried to look because there was, there was in the manu, in the, the Porsche manual, um they they all filled out, you know, it was filled out the owners. Each owner would fill out the with
0: okay. details. And one was kind of looked
1: like it had been to a to a family trust or something. So I think that's where it looked like there was a couple more owners, but it may be under the same family. But that so, you know me as long as the thing was mechanically sound, I you know, i one of the I didn't have a I didn't have a lot of options budget wise because you know, um you know, it wasn't like I had a lot of you know, it's the old beggars can't be choosers. uh but,
0: but the yeah. thing is when you found the car it was in the colour you liked. So that that was a plus. It's yep. in the interior you liked. Um yep. When the P- the PPI did that give you any leeway to, to negotiate the price? Because some people use that to negotiate the price, or you just thought it was actually yeah. quite reasonable.
1: Look, look, I think to off the cuff, off the bat, when I first contacted him about, I, I felt the price was very reasonable um, because of, I think they wanted around originally. I think he was advertising around sixty, sixty five or sixty six thousand, and then and I, oh. I kept watching it for a while, and then it dropped. Okay. And um, and I think it was I was lucky because it just before things started they started to creep up in price uh, because they are now as you know yourself they're starting to go up a little bit. That's a really if you got it
0: if you got it for anywhere uh, near sixty five that's a really good price, Craig.
1: Well, uh, even better, I got it for sixty two, Michael. You got it for sixty two?
0: Well, then that's that's a really good price because Um, people people listening should realise that you know like nine nine six Carreras with high miles. You know I saw one come up today and it's sixty nine. You know what I mean so yeah. yeah you know the fact that yours is well yeah. optioned you know I I still think being a tiptronic and I want to talk to you about that but yeah. being a tiptronic yeah it deters some buyers but there's it, it you know would, there's yeah. but there's other people who actually uh choose to, that they want a tiptronic because they want their wife to drive yeah. the car they want it well they still that was want exactly a, me yeah. yeah is that, what, yeah. that, that how was it was exactly with you myself.
1: yeah it was Michael yeah I um I was I've never really owned manuals cars I've driven them and I can drive manual not like that, great. Uh, a good mate of mine bought a nine four four several years back, and i would driven that several times and, and enjoy it. Um, but for me, I think it was more about you know getting the the nine eleven. You know, I, I get that you know it's it, it's a driver's car and, and having a manual makes it kind of the ultimate driving car, which which I appreciate. But I think at the time, yeah, I, I wanted my wife to be able driver because she does she's never really driven manual. Yep. And I just I just enjoy just being able to cruise in it. Yeah, I like to still hit hard corners and and uh and things like that. I'm I'm getting a little bit better at that. I, I don't I don't kinda of plan to track the car. Yeah. Um maybe not race anyway, at least. I I wouldn't mind just putting it on the on the track just for a you know, to have it like the Porsche Club have sort of days like that, um, which which would be really great. But, um yeah so the, the tiptronic you know and i knew the tiptronic in the the series 1 you know it's not as good as as the new revised um uh, pdk in the in the series 2 i'm not but, that familiar
0: um, with it so i can't really criticize i'm not that familiar with it um yeah
1: because well, you, yours is manual too, isn't it yeah. so yeah, and and I, sometimes when I do drive I think oh, it'd be quite fun to sort of be able to just go through the gear changes rather than. And I do play around with the Tiptronic sometimes, but but generally I just you know I just like cruising around in it and, and going through some um, local sort of uh, sort of nice windy um, roads and and sort of mucking around with it that way. So.
0: But you still get a great feeling, right? Even though when you're on the oh, twisty and the Tiptronic, you still can get you still get that feeling of the weight transfer. Um, you still you get do. that feeling of that 911, you know, that history of the 911, which I, you know, which every time I get into the car, it, you know, it's that thing, isn't it, Craig? You get into your car, especially for me when I've been away for a long time and I,
1: I'm
0: and i trying to get rid of that first, that tank of fuel because my car's been sitting there yeah. for a while and I take it for a drive over the bridge and I go a bit, you know, probably normally go up to the old pack just to yeah. get some miles and come back to the city where yeah. I live. And it's just, you just... You forget how good it is, you know what I mean? You really uh, do.
1: You'll you'll be you'll love it, Michael, once you come back and jump in it again. You because I, I I look forward to it. I don't drive it much during the week unless I have to.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: working from home a lot, like most people. I've worked from home a lot at the moment and um and my wife takes the other car to work and, and sometimes if I have to go out for something, I'll I'll take the the Porsche out.
0: Yeah, it's but, a good excuse. Um, a good excuse oh, to go is, for a drive.
1: It is, and I just, I, every time I get into this car, and my it's funny, my daughter always hassle around. And said, have I mentioned how much I love this car?" She says, <laughs> "Yes, Dad, you told me." <laughs> and um, oh, but and she, um, the, they all love it. But um, my my younger daughter, she she always likes to come in for a spin when I go for an afternoon cruise. Um. My wife enjoys it, but she really likes to sort of go for a drive somewhere and, you know, have a coffee or whatever, or the Porsche Club, Porsche Club drives. But if yeah. I feel like going for a drive in the afternoon, my, my own daughter, she, younger daughter, uses. she loves jumping in and, and um, coming for a cruise. and but that's, She loves it when I put my foot
0: down. That's but, the thing, though, isn't it? That's the thing about a 911, you know what I mean? Like you, it is. Once you, start, once you buy one, you realise, one, oh. why didn't I do this earlier? Why didn't I do I this sooner? Why have I waited so long?
1: Right. Exactly. And I think that's a good message for people too, Michael, because I, like I'm, you know, I'm in my sort of early fifties now. And I think, and you see, I know so many people, um, you know, they, that were, you know, friends and a lot of them sort of quite hung up on sort of, you know, preparing for the future and making sure, you know, investment properties and things like that, and, Yes, which is fair enough. and It depends on what sort of, you know, you got to look after your retirement, but I think you've got to find a balance. And sometimes you just got to go, you know what? bugger it i'm just going to do it yeah and um because you know you, you never know you, you'd never know i mean not to be i'm not, not pessimistic or anything but you just might not be around to enjoy yeah. that as much in your later years you may not you know either health wise or for you know other reasons but you know sometimes you just got to really you know make the most of life as, as you have it yeah moment.
0: and the 9-11 really does help that it really does it really oh, puts it a does. smile on and your face I, so it does since you've owned the car, okay, let's go back. We're jumping. So when you picked up the sure. car, did you pick did you drive it from Melbourne or you got it transported up?
1: No, I I wanted to. That was the plan. Um, but unfortunately, COVID hit. And uh well, COVID was it had already hit, but they as I mentioned earlier, they it's probably a week before I think Melbourne started going into full lock, sort of lockdown. And then then not long after that the border was closed, the New yep. South Wales yep. border. But we weren't 100% sure, and I remember once I'd gone through because I'd um, I'd agreed with the the owner to to sort of because I knew um, it was I wanted a slightly longer purchase period because initially I wasn't quite ready to buy, and but he agreed to give me a slightly longer purchase period. So um, by the time that all came around, um, I was ready to you know to go and get it and by okay. that time. It was like do we take a risk of going down to? You know, trying to fly it down and drive it back and we just didn't know. And I always remember uh, I even rung Albury police just to ask, you know, what the situation was. Yeah, and he yeah. just said, well, he said, we're not actually patrolling the border, so at the moment, but he said, you know, it's up to you whether you want to risk if you get sort of yeah. bought. I think it was around a you know, sixteen hundred dollar fine or something in, Too risky. in Melbourne. Exactly. And and um, so anyway, I I basically to cut a long story short, I end up having it transported. Okay. Um back um is that expensive not before i it was it was a bit unfortunately it was it was around 900 bucks but wow probably a not lot. too bad but it is i i did have a, a sort of a friend of friend um had a transport company and but he had a sort of he was going to offer to bring it back but um i think um there was it, the because everything had slowed down in terms of the car industry you know industry yep. people weren't buying cars and so it was going to be a bit of a wait to actually get it to get it transported up. And then one day um, I got a phone call from Nine Auto because they stored it for me. Once once we settled everything with the owner, they actually um, stored the car for me until I was ready to pick it up. No, that oh, that's really good. good. And, um, it, yeah, and I, it was, and I also it was handy because I got them to, a couple of minor things out of the PPI. I got them to fix. One was a, um, one of the one of the re, the engine mounts was gone. So they were both replaced. And there was, the other thing was a trans, the transmission boot Oh, sorry. The um, CV
0: boot was was torn, so that was done. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, what what yeah. does um what does the engine mount cost to change? I'm interested in that because I'm thinking maybe mine may need it, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So what does that uh, is, I can, is that a huge cost? I can see
1: exactly, mate. Yeah, I
0: can see exactly. Um, because I've heard it's about a, a thousand right. odd, but I have a funny feeling it's more expensive than a thousand. No, I
1: think it was cheaper than that. I, I'm I'm just actually going to look at the um. The, I'll uh, just
0: keep talking while you're looking, but the engine yeah, mount is go. a bit of a strange thing because I know some people change it to aftermarket. I would just change it to Porsche OEM. Um, but well, I don't think most people know if their engine mounts are gone. And I, I, I don't even know when I take my car into Auto House Hamilton when they do the service if that's a thing that they check each time or not, or you have to actually ask them to check it. Um, so I know yeah, when well, I go back, that's one of the things I'm going to ask them to check. My car, the um, bump stop is torn on one of the, on one of the shocks. But they say that that's not such a big issue. They they say don't worry about it so much unless you're going over very bumpy pothole sort of roads. Yeah, um, I yeah.
1: Mm. I sorry, mate. I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, so no. the, the the engine mounts, which is a common thing that needs yeah. to be changed after. I mean, I guess your car's got a, my cars, as you probably know, my car's only got fifty. I don't know what it's got now. 52, yeah, yours is quite low, isn't it? Fifty-two yeah, thousand kilometres. that's low. That's nice. <laughs>
1: I I would have liked that luxury to have a few less Ks, but you know, I think I think that when it comes down to kilometers and I've heard, you know, discussions before. I think you were talking to about high kilometer cars. Yeah, I mean less, other yeah. podcasts. Yeah, and you know, I, I think that high kilometers is definitely um it can be a good thing. It it just depends on what you intend to do with the car, I guess. You know, if it's gonna be a garage queen and you wanna keep the low kilometers and,
0: how how know, many uh, how many Ks have you put on your car now? How many miles have you put on it since about
1: three three thousand Ks roughly? I've got the odometer set from pretty much when it arrived okay. um and the truck. Yeah, you know, I first took it out. So there's about three thousand. So you,
0: you ship it up. That, you yep. ship it up from Melbourne. Oh sorry, we're gonna look at the shocks, but we can come back while you're looking yeah, so you right, ship yep. it up from Melbourne. It yep. arrives at your house. What's the first thing yep. you do?
1: Oh well, wow. um, first thing I did was pretty much uh, jumped in and took it for a spin. Because it was it was about eleven o'clock at night it arrived. Because um, um, it was a bit unexpected because I was still um, the person who was. Uh, I got a call from Nine Auto on a, on Saturday morning, and they said, "Hey, I've got a guy here who's bringing up a nine thirty up to Sydney, and he's got a spare spot on his truck. Okay, um, do you want it?" And I said, well, "Yeah," because I. I was getting a bit frustrated and i'd actually been in hospital just recently and i was like waiting for you know all this was happening and so i said yep let's do it so um so uh that was a good day and so arrived at 11 o'clock that night so the first thing i did really was um yeah we we sort of jumped in because it was quite late and went for a bit of a spin um and um and then the next day really was when we sort of um yeah got it out uh, I went and had virtually no fuel in it. Someone got some fuel in it for a bit of a drive and then brought it home into the driveway and gave, started giving it a good wash and clean. And yeah. it's had a lot of dust on, yeah. obviously from the, from the train <laughs> trip, but it was like, oh, wow, it's finally here, you know? And, you know, I couldn't, um, it's funny because I'd just been out if I'd had surgery and I, I couldn't, I couldn't do too much. I wasn't allowed to sort of lift anything too heavy or so right. it was good. sort of my wife and, the kids sort of helping clean it all
0: and yeah, you know, it was really great.
1: It was it was, it was no, a, lot it's, a of fun. it's a
0: good memory that memory when you first get it. it I is. mean I think I was exactly the same as you it's like the first thing you want to do is go for a drive, which you do. I mean yeah. I, I picked mine up you in the mor- in the morning um, from Scuderia Graziani and Woolamaloo.
1: That's right. And I picked that it up that would have great.
0: And then um you know nervous as hell driving it back to, to where I live which yeah. is quite close by. And then going that's for funny a drive. That. You... And then going for a drive. Actually, the first drive was going to the yeah. registration to pay the, the pay the um, duty for the registration for the. Oh, I remember you talking about that. Which was yeah. an insane amount of money, um, and then going for a bit of a drive. And then the next day, it must have been a Friday. We picked it up, I think. And the next day, Natasha, my wife, and I down in the garage, um, cleaning yeah. it, cleaning yes, it. Yes, yeah. Cleaning I think that's every the first thing you single do, isn't it? every single bit of the interior and exterior. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was like two days of cleaning.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. We spent quite a bit because cleaning the sort of the leather, and it, it came out really good. Um, but I, it's something I will probably consider um, getting done because I, where I've got my windows tinted, there's um, a guy in Castle Hill, um, and he he said he had a look at it. And yeah, he said oh we could probably clean that up a lot, even 100% better, you know, with a proper. So I think it's around. He said it's probably around 450, 500 bucks to do it, but it's something I will think.
0: That's, yeah, doing. That, that's quite good because Justin, uh, mm. on the previous owner's stories, he did the, his interior of his cabriolet and he yeah. got it done at Artarman and I think he said it was about a grand to do it, to refresh the leather. Wow. So I think wow. if it's 500 yeah. old, that's pretty good. But even like you said, yeah. even the leather, even the leather oh. just cleaning it yourself and, and nourishing the leather, it, it surprises exactly, you yeah. how much dirt comes off it that people haven't really done it. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, just what we did made the world of difference with it. So, you know, just we bought some, you know, the, um, good, we had some good wets and leather cleaner that we already had from, for our, our Beamer, which has leather interior as well. And, and, uh, I think we just used that and, and, um, and yeah, nourished it as well. And it did make a world of difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's worth just it. Just that alone. So, yeah. Okay. So, what have, what have you done to the car since you, you picked it up? Greg, what have you actually added? Have you added so, anything? I think I know a couple of no. things, I think, haven't you?
1: Have you added something? Yes, yeah, so I've only, the, well, the two things, I, the, the main things I have done um, really f- in terms of, I suppose, add-ons is really just the, the window, we've got the windows retinted because they, not long before I bought it, the, the tinting mustn't have been any good, so they had it one of the I noticed in one of the the nine auto invoices, um, it actually had uh, tinting removal, so so they'd removed the the tinting, so it didn't have any when it came to me. Okay, and um, so I had the tinting redone, which isn't really a you know performance one, obviously. But,
0: no, but that's a um, that's an important one because the tinting it does is. the tinting does go a bit bad after a while um it's probably yeah, yeah. best it's probably best that they did it for, they took the tinting off anyway so i mean you get to see the because yeah, so. some people have trouble taking tinting off the windows in 911s i've heard
1: yeah they uh, that makes sense because i know that they the guys that did mine they, they have to actually take the door panel off because um to make sure the tinting goes right down uh, inside Yep. so you know they don't just cut it off at the at the windowsill
0: um and of course it looks good too. The tinting's not super dark, is it? It's just, it looks just, no, right it's from not.
1: Your photo- they, they yeah. re- 35%, I think, it was 35% they, they recommended. Um, because they said
0: it's weird though, Craig, looking at a picture that you posted in, um, yeah, I don't know, it was October. It looks like it hasn't got tinting. There is something that would be, I'm kind of like, I, I like the tinting and mine's got tinting, as you know, but um, yeah. there's something still quite nice about that clear window look on some 9 you know, when you see it. I know and I'm looking are. at this photo of yours, which is kind of black and white, and it looks very, you know, it's very iconic, that clear window, you know, you see all the way through. It is.
1: It is nice. I have to say I did like it because, you know, because you see especially like you get a better view of the, you know, the interior. Yeah. But I, one of the reasons I think, I, you know, with summer and the hot weather coming on, you know, especially in Australia, you kind of need it to, to also sort of protect the interior a bit. Yeah. You know, when you're, mind you it's my car's always under the nine eleven's always under cover. But um, you know, it, that and I'm quite pedantic about sort of, you know, keeping the car, you know, you know, clean and making sure I do what I can to sort of protect the, I've the noticed interior. That. And, I've and, I've you know. noticed
0: that from your photos. That it 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 you know it makes me happy actually. You know I like a clean car.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well so do I Michael. I, I was always like that with you know and I think I got that from my father too because that always he always took a lot of pride in me.
0: Yeah, me and, too. Yeah.
1: And um, he still does, uh, you know. And um, I, I um, so I, I sort of was always like that with all my cars. I was always keeping them clean and and, um, and looking after them. And, and now the nine eleven, like, well, that's you know, that's that's the penultimate for me. So yeah, you know, it gets it gets extra extra special attention.
0: It's a stress it is. relief. It's relaxing. relaxing, and so many I, people I like like, yeah, it. and so many people say that it's like you know, it's it's a nice thing to do on the weekend or of an evening and just wash your Porsche. It really does feel good.
1: Yeah, your it, head. It, exactly. It, it does. It does. I, I generally do that, you know, every every sort of second week, I usually wash it because it, it's not um, it's not fully protected in a garage as such, unfortunately, at the moment, but okay. um, but it's very much um, it, it's completely, you know, undercover. So it's, you know, you get a bit of dust blowing. Yeah,
0: yeah, the dust. So you're going on a carport or something. Are you it's not completely covered?
1: Yeah, but it's um secured
0: though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean mine gets yeah. dust as well, but I have a cover on it that's most you know one of those interior covers on top of it. So yeah, I know what well. you mean.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so you did the window tinting. So, Anything else?
1: Yeah. Uh the other well, the other thing, I had to get the bumper um I'd got that done replaced. And that's yeah, to your point, I think that's all happened in October actually. Cause I when I when I the day before I, I flew down or I flew down is when I got the PPI they'd made note of some damage done to the front bumper underneath which didn't it. Anyway, the owner actually called me that afternoon and he told me about it. Right, It it had actually happened sort of during like before I'd flown down there, but when we started sort of going through the buying process, but sort of, we don't know how it's happened, but it looks like someone had uh, driven it over like a bollard, like a shopping centre. And it's yeah, torn can... the bottom underneath, and it, it had some damage. And what was really hard is that it, the the whole car had been resprayed only um, uh, a couple of months before. Is it had been someone had keyed it severely?
0: Oh, okay. So what, according on to the, the owner, on the doors or the whole car?
1: Yeah. That, well, it sounds like they must have done it around the whole car because um the whole it was a full. Respray. Um oh, wow. while the owner told me it cost about sixteen thousand dollars done oh, by wow. a Porsche specialist. Okay. Yeah. Under insurance, fortunately. But that was the other thing that appealed to me because I went, wow, this car's got a brand new paint job. It was just unfortunate this little incident happened. Um, he did drop the price a little bit because of that. Um but um so you I, had that um, fixed
0: now, right? I see on your Instagram yeah, you've got it fixed. That was quite an I easy do. process. yeah
1: yeah, it was. It was. I I was looking around, thinking, "Oh, do I need to go to a Porsche specialist?" And uh, I went and spoke to some guys at, at Castle Hill. And, yes. Um, uh, they uh, uh, was it Body Tech? They were, and they had a look at it because apparently a lot of a lot of places won't. They either replace the bumper. They they don't like placers. It need to be plastic welded. Uh, a lot, apparently, a lot of places don't like doing it. Yeah. Um, and so for me, you know, I didn't want to spend. Whatever it is for a brand new bumper, it probably would have been a couple of grand, I would imagine. Yeah. Um. So it cost me a bit over nine hundred bucks, and they they did a great okay, job. Okay. So they
0: repaired the plastic
1: yep. and resprayed the bumper.
0: Yep. Because I just tell the listeners this cut, if you because they can't see the picture, but the cut is literally it's like torn the plastic underneath the um radiator grill, underneath the air duct. Yep. So it's underneath where you normally scrape your car and driveways. That's actually got like a big tear in the plastic. And you're right; mm. it would actually normally they'd normally just say you have to change the whole bumper out and respray the bumper because no one would take right. the effort to do yeah. it. So that's a pretty good price. That's a that's obviously a lot less than what you would have paid for a for a full uh, new bumper resprayed. That's for sure.
1: It is, and they did a really good job. And ironically, that that was that that sort of was the, the the first niggly thing. But then, of course, when I got it home. Um, we had a, we had a, a, bike, um, fall on it. I, I just only had it a, a few days and it, it just made a bit of a mark in the bumper oh, okay. yeah. and it was only a small thing, but it was, um, I thought, well, I, I didn't, couldn't get too upset about it. Cause I knew I wanted to get the bumper fixed anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's perfect so, now. But it
1: wasn't, <laughs> it is now. So, cause I, I'd like to sort of, you know, when the Porsche club, um, you know, gets going a bit more, unfortunately they, they canceled their concourse. Um, mm, uh, mm. Delegates. This, this it was supposed to happen on the 20th of September and it was cancelled because of COVID, unfortunately. So hopefully next year, you know. Yeah, that's a I'll, good I'll event, be.
0: actually. That's one of the events I actually enjoy yeah. from Porsche Club in New South Wales, the concourse. I've been there a couple of times with Steve. Um, but it's, yeah. always, it's always good to see the other cars and to see what's available. And I went to one yeah. in Homebush once, actually. I don't know if that was a concourse or something else. I know that when you're talking about. They yeah, had one I don't near know what you talking about. That was that was fantastic. That was a really good one too. That was nice. going I back to the a photos bit. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it so, is,
1: and it, that's. Um, but it's a really good thing to be a part of, actually. That the clubs. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to do too many events. And it's kind of first in best breast at the moment because I have to limit them to the numbers. So. Yeah,
0: Bahrain has them too. For some, Believe it or not, I'm a member of the Porsche Club in Bahrain, even though it – Oh, I've you been, are now because maybe you
1: talked about it, but you, you yeah, didn't have a I, Porsche. And I joined sort
0: of, yeah. it. Yeah, I joined it and I thought, you know, because I would buy one here. But now because of the COVID thing and not knowing how long, much longer we're going to be here, I, I haven't actually bought a yeah. Porsche here. Because um, I'm still be on nice my, to have one I'm still on my quest for this nine twelve.
1: Well, would you want the nine twelve though in Australia, or was, you know like, or was it? Would you buy it and then sort of export it?
0: Back yeah, or import I'm not, it back I'm into not Australia. Sure. I'm not sure. The podcast today, I've been uh, the podcast that gets uh, launched today in a couple of hours. The latest episode with Steve, yep. I talk about it again because I kind of like. I'm talking myself out of it, but I think I've just talked myself back into it. I was looking at a five fifty box to spider that was for sale in Queensland um, okay. because it was thirty right, yeah. thirty five thousand, and they're very rare. And then Uh-oh. I found a couple on Bring a Trailer That's... and Bring a Trailer and um, a market where Ajmal bought his Porsche from. There was one sold on there, yep. and you know, even on Bring a Trailer, they were getting twenty three, twenty four thousand US. And um, they're, they're pretty mm-hmm. rare, but I noticed the one. I got the notification this morning that it's already sold. The one in oh, so, so it's they sold get pretty quickly. Your pretty wheels, quick, yeah. yeah, they get pretty quick. Uh, your, your wheels yes. are they are they eighteen inch? 19.
1: They're nineteen inch. They're the, they're the Carrera Classic. So they're actually a. Speaking of options, sorry, they were an option.
0: They're another the option. Yeah, well. that's what I was they thinking. They were an of.
1: option, and I think they're about. I looked up. They are at the time though, around about. Somewhere around five and a half grand,
0: I'd say. They're a nice grand. wheel, actually. It's a really they, nice wheel are, on the nine nine seven because it has enough size it, and it's got the nice, nice star shape. It's a really nice shape.
1: I, I love it. Um, but I have to admit, I, I, um, I do like the lobster claw. I, I got to say, I, yeah. initially when I first started looking at when I first started looking at the 997s, I thought, oh, but it kind of grew on me. Mm. The lobster claw, um, yeah. you, you kind of get it after a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, when when I first saw the the nine nine seven with those on it. Uh, and I think it was a Carrera 4S, actually, in, in Paddington in Sydney when they, like, 2008 or something. I never liked the wheels. I didn't think I liked yeah. those wheels. I thought they looked a bit busier. But now, I mean, you really – I'm not kidding. They like the Fuchs, Fuchs wheels. They're going to be – I still say they're going to be an iconic wheel for the 911. I really like them. Yeah, maybe you said that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're a, a really nice-looking wheel.
1: Yeah, they are definitely uh, – they're, they're a different style. If you think about from memory, like, you've got – there's the real, the standout ones for me. For me Whether yeah, the telephone dialer style, yeah, the, beautiful, um, yeah, the, beautiful. the Fuchs, the original Fuchs, and, yeah. and and then your and then the lobster claws are really the the real sort of standout. I know that that um, there's also another one uh, that comes on the third There's the one on well the
0: nine nine three that um, Steve said that when he bought his nine nine three, he priced them to get them put on. Uh, which yep. were the the ones with all the bolts, the the forged two piece or three two piece wheel? Uh, I can't okay, remember.
1: not oh, not the Simmons. Yeah, the Simmons, Simmons the Simmons wheels. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember you talking about that. I think that's I another you about the Simmons.
0: Yeah, that's another classic wheel. I think that that's yeah. up there. The Simmons for sure, for sure. It,
1: it is, it is. But I think it's it's one of the things you'd also see on a lot of the like, especially the Australian sort of. You know, people used to put them on their Commodores yes. and you know, and yes. Falcons. They'd lowered. Um, they'd always have the, the Simmons and they're an expensive wheel too you
0: know yeah there's a 99 oh, they're, there's a ni- they're very expensive I think Steve told me the price I can't remember um, but there's a 993 I think on car sales at the moment that has them on I think it's a Cabriolet actually I, okay oh no I think it's a Tiptronic 993 there's one on there I saw it last night um, that has them yep. on but they're just too hard to clean I reckon I mean I like how they look but they. I think they do your head in trying to clean those they're oh just, they would they, they would do
1: your head in the, yeah I find you know uh, that they're not too bad, the ones like my one, the Carrera Classics are, are quite
0: – Yeah, they're nice. They're fairly, yeah.
1: They are, but especially at the back, though, you've got to get your hand because I have the sort of a, a cleaning, like a glove on uh, when I'm cleaning it and so I can get my hand all the way around yeah. sort of the rim on the, the brake calipers yeah, and all yeah. that, and because they've got the 300-odd mil on the back, which is awesome, um, you know, you got to reach a lot further. <laughs> under yeah, that. True, it's it's true. a noticeable difference between the front and the back when, um, when you're cleaning them, but –
0: yeah, yeah, I always, I always, when I'm cleaning my wheels, I always seem to cut my hands every time I come up. I always come back and Natasha says, "What did you do?" I said, "I just cut my hand on the wheel again because I always seem to be cutting it with <sighs> the the brake thing when you yeah. clean it."
1: You know. Yeah, I haste. do that too sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so do what it. do you, what are you going to do to the car? Is there anything else you've, you've got planned to add? I think we'll call it the, mods. The main for updates.
1: Yeah, well, definitely. I, I want to get the calipers redone. Okay. Um, I may do those myself because uh, I'm. One of the things when I bought the car, I, I like the idea that with the 997s, they they're quite um, they're much easier to work on, um, unlike sort of the newer the 991s. Now is probably not so easy, but not that I do a lot of things, but you know, oil changes and, and things like that. Right. Um, and, and maybe maybe flush the brakes. So if I'm going to do my own calipers, I'd probably have to <laughs> I'd have to do that obviously. Um, what color? To...
0: What color, are Your calipers are they black? Good they?
1: question, Michael. I you know. I know a lot of people paint them sort of red. I think for me, stand they came they would have come standard as um, uh, they would have been looked like they were the silver. With oh, the, with, they had
0: sort of Yours yeah, they had black yeah, sort of on it. the
1: face with the Porsche. Um, yeah, and, and that was one of the things they picked up in the PPI that the brake calipers.
0: Yeah, because mine are black. They're mine faded. are just a standard black, and they're faded—not so much. They're not terrible yet, mm. but they're eventually going to have yeah. to be redone. Yeah, but they're not terrible.
1: Apparently, yeah, I know they look good on yours, the, the black. Um, I, but I've noticed—I um, think they. I was told that a certain detergents you use can actually is sort of was what makes them um, the paint sort yeah. of dull up like that on those on those calipers. So um I think I know I use a good sort of detergent that I I, I can't remember what it is. It's a McGuire's product I use at the moment, but um which I find quite good. But um I don't think it's it's I don't know there must be some sort of um chemical that, that sort of is a bit corrosive.
0: Right, right. Um,
1: or something like that anyway. But.
0: I've seen some people that have had their calipers redone though, even by professional people and they always look they always seem to get the Porsche script that's on them wrong or it's the decals wrong, or, yeah. You know, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like quite tricky. I know Orderhouse Hamilton told me once they had someone that did them. No doubt they're expensive.
1: Uh, I was going to say. I think I got. Uh, I think they quote like nine auto back when it was in Melbourne. They said, I think they can. I think it was either going to be around twelve hundred or something at the time to get right. to get them done. I was either the twelve or fifteen hundred. But I remember at the time I I I wanted to just spend my money in getting the. The more important things fixed, and they were looking at trying to get the bumper done as well, which, which that didn't happen. And as you know, I've just had that done recently, so um, I think, um, uh, you there's know, with, plenty, with
0: there's the, plenty of videos online to do how to do the calipers too, I've right? I've seen there's so some, many, yeah.
1: There are, I watched one, you know, it was what I was a girl doing it, and she she pretty much tediously um, masked up everything, so she did it without actually, um, you know, bleeding the brake line, she did it all in situ. Right. Um, but I think if I was to do it, I, I would pull them all apart, do sort of what James did more to amateur, like he, on the 996, I think he, um they pretty much got them all completely refreshed in a whole new yeah. kit yeah. with all the, the pistons and that. So I'd probably do something like that.
0: Yeah, that was um, a good job, actually, the that one was, that James did. They did a good job on those breakups. It was. Yeah, it was a but, quality um, job.
1: Yeah, it, well, that's the thing, and and you're like with the you really got to be careful with the logo. I suppose you you can buy them, so if you're going to do them yourself, you can order the Porsche um, sort of stickers. And I think they're going to be a certain atom, a certain material because of the heat. You um, have to get but, yeah, OEM
0: point... for the stickers because I noticed a 993 that was for sale, and they had the the font on it and the type. It was it was too right. thin, and, and it looked really odd. You know what I mean? It was just done, but it looked really really odd. Yeah. So I think that's pretty. Those little things are important. You know, if you want it to look to yeah. look OEM
1: actually speed I, that just comes to uh another thought i had with mods and a little binar mod i did do what well, wasn't really a mod it was just a uh i replaced it was under the mud flaps underneath you know how on the forward of the rear wheels yes there's these tiny little
0: flaps come down Oh yeah yeah the ones that get worn and, out yeah the, the and ones that stick uh, for, down, the ones that come down yeah I'm, yeah
1: that's the one yeah they come down about that far and i think thinking. Oh, I ended up reading up Porsche, Parramatta, and yeah, they knew exactly what it was. It's on the invoice, they're classed as rubber lips. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, and I had them sort of the next day, ordered them, and they were pretty cheap. They were like, I think, all up for the pair. I'm, I'm probably cheap for a Porsche anyway, Porsche anyway, but about $80, I
0: think. Yeah. It, but it's um, those little things, isn't it? You know, like that little thing, it's not it that is. much money, but it, it, it just makes you feel better. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> it does. It does. This one better. was
1: missing. One, oh, was one was torn missing.
0: Off oh, I okay. get yeah. that's what So
1: you know. So, um, but um, just getting back to that question about the um, the if you want as well the engine man, it was um, what they they weren't able to get a they were able to get one <laughs> OEM, but one was another non OEM, which I said that's fine. Um, and so they were around the the, the non OEM was a little bit cheaper, but um, it was around the OEM one was about four hundred and just over four hundred bucks, and yeah. The non-OEM was just under just under four hundred bucks, but I think then they had GST on top of that.
0: How much labour? Uh, labour
1: for that was uh, labour for the oh How many out? hours? Was one and a half hours, and okay. that was two hundred and twenty-eight, two hundred and twenty-eight bucks. Huh. Right?
0: So that's quite quick then, one and a half hours. I thought it'd be take them longer to do that. So that's actually not not very long in labour. That's actually not. No, I was,
1: no. So I guess you know when it's up on the hoist or however they do it, it's probably yep. a lot easier. But yeah, they're definitely all. Oh,
0: little, that's good. That's good information. Um, so, Craig, is, is, yeah. what about the anything out of the mods? Because uh, we're going to finish the podcast soon because we're up to we're over the hour mark and we always like to keep it oh, hourish. Yeah, no problem. Um, but did you did you do a Porsche uh, exhaust mod? Is there any exhaust mods or yours has any a sports exhaust? or
1: Not a, No, it doesn't. I, I probably wouldn't. Um, I, I don't plan to change the exhaust. I actually like the sound of it at the moment. Okay. But, um, I know a lot of people, you know, it, it definitely, you know, could be Group, but I guess I'm sort of one of these one of these guys. I'm just sort of happy with it. That's my view is that that's that's the way it was designed. That's yep. the way you, it 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 should be. Um, so I've never really had any plan. I don't have any media plans to do this that's
0: course, good. But that's good.
1: Brake calipers yeah, I'll do those. I'll get those um, re um, redone probably in either the silver or maybe even the black. I'm still sort of deciding that. Um, but I know some people even do the darker colours in yellow. You know, some people even got a darker, like a black car, and they've got yellow.
0: It'd be interesting to know what it actually came with though, if it was silver. I think silver would actually work quite well in your car. But then midnight I, blue with that's black. That's probably going to be my first. Yeah, I would probably say silver for yours. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think I, I agree with you. By yeah,
0: it, I'd probably you know. say silver. I think it'd look really um, complement the colour of the car and and look good with the wheels. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, so let's just go on to. I Always ask people, famous, your favorite driving road so far since you've been in the 911, since you've owned a 911. Where have you taken the car that you said, Wow, that's great? Because I know you or, do a lot of Porsche club yeah. drives and I know you go to I coffee, do. cars and coffee things that are happening in Sydney, uh, which I would love I, to go. Which yeah, I certainly, I, come back. I certainly
1: try to, yeah. Uh, probably the famous. Yeah.
0: So, what's your yeah, favorite?
1: Yep, favorite. I uh, probably has to be at this stage when we did, um. It was the first one we actually did with the Porsche Club. We we went down sort of, we started from Picton and uh, and then we, we sort of went out past, I think, through or around a lot of those bushfire-affected areas because yes. um and we drove down sort of through those into the southern highlands um, and, and around those roads and into Marool and oh, we nice. had to stop at Marool, But then after Maroola, we went into, um, we got off and there's another, uh, like a state forest just after that. Right. Um And it was just amazing, these roads, you know, and, and the guys were, you know, the drive, everyone was getting to what they call a bit of spirited driving yeah, yeah. Uh, i think that's that's their code word for uh, yeah. a bit of speed and um yeah, yeah. The, i can't i can't remember the name of the places but it was just beautiful back country it's, mountainous roads yeah lovely
0: lovely it's like yeah. when uh when you go down the royal national park i like that drive especially when you go back up around and you go through kangaroo valley and around in there and then back around yeah. to barrel and you know, it's really, really nice. I mean, if there's not so much traffic, it's great. But isn't it great though? Isn't it great, Excellent. Craig, when you do a Porsche Club drive or you do one of these car, you know, cars and coffee drives? That's amazing. And you're in pack with the other 911s. It, it, yeah. There's something about it, isn't there? You just do oh. it. And you think, you know, it's a great yeah. feeling. It really is a great feeling.
1: There's nothing. There's nothing like it. I, I. I know what you mean, Michael. I, it was. It was awesome. It was like the first time we did it. We're pulling out of the. Uh, we all. We all started off in um uh, Picton in the shopping center there. And um, we're all coming out of the car park, it's just a line of all these, you know, it's about 40 or 50 Porsches, something like that. And it was just just amazing, you know, and then you're sort of all following in a line, um, you know, and then and sort of trying to keep up <laughs> once, yeah. once the leaders sort of start to get away. Yeah. You, 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 you know, and not to mention the fact that there's a lot of beautiful, different, so many different cars to look at. Yeah. But, I mean it's the scenery uh, the it's one the you car, mentioned, but, yeah sorry go uh, on the scenery is f- the phenomenal I was going to say that you mentioned the Kangaroo valley so that we actually did that coming back because we worked our way across the nare and we had a stop and sort of a lunch picnic lunch at, at Nowra, and uh and then we drove back up through the Kangaroo valley and back into Barrel. so that was that was fantastic, yeah, fantastic. As well, you know great it was, fun it was just
0: it is yeah it was
1: all awesome, right uh, awesome drive
0: all right craig Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just going to remind people to go and look at your car on Instagram. I just remind them what the I'll put it in the um I'll put it in the Thanks description of this podcast if you don't mind. Um, but it's yeah, P, no P997 like me, but it's dot o n e 1. So you can go to that and see Craig's car. He's got lots of pictures of his cars, Good pictures too. Um, and I think it's great. I mean, I like having uh, it, the Porsche good stories has been really good because everyone has a slightly different car and we haven't had a 997 Carrera 4 on yet. We've C4. had a Carrera 4S yeah. with Nick and now we've got a Carrera 4. So I know what it's like to be in a Carrera 4S and it feels great because I've been in Nick's car. when um, We went down to Goodwood when I was back in London. So I, it's a it's a great car and I love the wide body. And, and like I said, being a Tiptronic is, is you know, it, it depends on your purpose and what you want it for and it's a great car and no matter yeah. what transmission it is. It's still a 911 and I think that's what people have to Absolutely. remember. Um, that's what I
1: look at too, yeah.
0: Yeah. But anyway, Craig, I think we'll leave it there. So thanks for um, thanks for being on Porsche Cool Donor Stories today.
1: Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. It's been it's been
0: fun. Oh, it's been great. Thank you. And I hope uh, maybe when I'm back in Sydney um, we can meet up or catch up and, and yeah, we'll run into each great. other in a drive somewhere and uh, check out each other's cars.
1: Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, um, catch up with uh, Justin. Yep, yep. And anyone else? Yeah, and Steve right.
0: Steve's Duty Three.
1: Steve a bit. Yeah, I'd love to see that. We That'd won't be, be awesome. able to
0: hear we won't be able to hear ourselves talk, but
1: <laughs> we can see <laughs> <that>. <laughs> It's pretty loud. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Right. Thanks again, Michael. It's, it's been very enjoyable.
0: That's great. Thank you so much, Craig. Um so uh thanks for listening everyone this is a porsche cooled owner stories um the porsche cooled owner stories is available um every tuesday it's published every tuesday on apple podcasts spotify google iHeartRadio, amazon podcast everywhere where you can find podcasts just search porsche cooled or porsche cooled as we call it my name is michael bath uh this is a porsche Cooled podcast and we'll talk to you again soon in the next episode with steve on friday thanks for listening bye for now